Hey, what's up, you guys? It's your Drive Home Podcast. I'm your Drive Home Podcast host, Ryan. Um, doing the, don't worry, this is not a boring driving episode like I was doing. <laughs> Although those are coming. Those are coming back real soon. But uh, yeah, uh, uh, forgot to uh, do an intro to my latest episode with uh, Jonathan Malm. So uh, uh, please check out this interview. Um, me, Tim... Um, Tim and I, I should say, had the opportunity to um, do another interview with Jonathan Malm. So he hopped on with us and yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm actually heading to a gig here. You can see I got all my, my gear back here. Uh, we're playing a gig tonight. It is the eve of Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving to you guys. If, if, if it's this episode's been posted, I, I doubt I will get to it by then, but before Thanksgiving, but, uh, yeah, uh, hope you guys, uh, stay safe, because it's a, it's a dangerous evening, um, and yeah, uh, enjoy this interview with Jonathan Mom. What's up, man? Can you hear me? Mute. I can hear you, and I was muted, so. Gotcha. Uh, my apologies. Thank you so much, Jonathan Mom, again, for being here. Uh, what's yeah. up, man? How's it going? I'm good. Just uh, living life. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Doing another 24, right? Yeah. My time. Yeah, I'm uh, sorry. Uh, again, my apologies. I was trying to, man, I, I just got home. I, I completely lost track of time. I I uh, didn't have anything up running. I, I actually completely dropped the ball. I can't get any any of, of my sharing content working. I can get it recording, but I can't share it with you, so that kind of sucks. Um, mm. But it is what it is. It is weird. Um, yeah. Things things update. I I just did an update on my computer too, this morning. So that'll that'll do it. Um, but yeah. Uh, thanks for coming back on, man. I appreciate it. And um, uh, yeah. So uh, I wanted to uh kind of follow up with you. It's been a couple months. Um, yeah. since you were last on. Um, I since have actually gotten uh got a copy of your book um which is uh a great uh it's an easy read uh don't burn out burn bright it was um man i, I loved it man i, I gotta say every it, it was uh it was an easy read but it was hard because every every sentence i could re relate to it in, in one way or another like uh it, it was uh i found myself having a a dialogue with myself after every paragraph that I would read, I'm like, because I, I just related to it so so much, but um, yeah, man, it's 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 a must get if you're in uh, uh same position as as myself and others, uh, that are just like, kind of, you know, not not sure what to do, not sure what yeah. your next move is, um, kind of feeling just burnout and uh, um, yeah, there's just so much wisdom in there, so much so much uh. There's so much truth in there, man. I was just like, 
Yeah, I, I I've been there. I've been there with everything, with everything that was uh, every story. I mean, it was it was it was awesome. So that's what I'm finding more and more kind of depressing. But like, we're all going through the same stuff. Like with my memes, with my books, like everyone can relate because it's like there's these universal things that we're all going through. Oh, I know. It's it's crazy. I mean, and 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 that was the other thing. Like reading it, like. You can only take in so much of it at a time. There's so much of it. Like, I'm like, well, okay, I got to stop for today because I, I'm going to, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's it's good. Yeah. What is that, like, weird statistic that, like, people can only take in, like, 45 minutes of, of, of uh, information at a time? I don't know how true that is, but I've heard that before. Um, but, I mean, uh, to be honest, there's, like, there's actually, like, a chapter in there toward the end about <laughs> – not taking in too much information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I will admit I have not finished the book. It, I, I, no, yeah. Because I'm, again, I really want to take it in. Uh, uh -huh. I, I got a lot of notes, um, just different things that I kind of wrote down. Um, um, man, just, uh, you know, about leadership being imperfect and, you know, uh, a lot of the beginning of the book was, was good stuff, man. Um, but, uh, and and in your uh, your your co-writer is that the right term? I'm not even sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jason, just the different things he mentioned, uh, like having a, a like a, a, a someone that specializes in, in imposter syndrome, and um, yeah. it's like, yeah, that's how deep it is. That's how deep yeah. it is. So man, I mean, I, there's a there's a reality to like the idea that people kind of assume that you're going to lie on your resume, so then they. Yeah, they set the uh, they set the job description up to be more than what they actually need. Right, right. Knowing that like you're going to lie, so hopefully you're like finding a happy medium. Like that's a that's a pretty horrible setup that we got going on in like right. Just any industry, even in the church, it's that way. Oh, dude, and it's yeah, it's it causes a lot of confusion and 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 distrust and man, there's so many things I wanted to share, but it's not working here. That really sucks. But I actually do have my uh, co-host. Who's normally here when we do these at, on Friday nights? Um, Tim, he's actually here uh, to join us. Oh. I, I know he he and I grew up in church together, and uh, um, definitely he, he, when he listened back to our episode, he's like, "Man, he he really wished he would have been here for it." So uh, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and let him in, and he'll probably oh. have some questions as well. We'll kind of have a little uh, a little party here this this afternoon. So that was good. <laughs> so yeah, this is my uh, my co-host Tim on the line. Tim, are you there? He's unverified. I am. I am here. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. There he is, dude. I'm. I'm on like two calls right now, and, <laughs> and I'm playing a game on my phone. I like. There's like so much going on. This guy. How you doing, man? Good. Doing man. Well. How about you? Good. Yeah, Jonathan. Uh, Tim. Tim. John. Up here. All right. Let's see. So yeah, we're just getting started, man. You haven't missed much. I I was late oh, on the okay. call. You know me, Mister Mister uh, Punctuality. I um, was trying to see if you could like resend it to me because uh, I was hoping I can get it working on my iPad because then that way I can have the link five devices five devices <laughs> running at the same time. <laughs> it has your Wi Fi, iPad, laptop too. <laughs> just like you know, make it make it even more complicated for me. Ridiculous, but um. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, the whole crew's here. Um, I was just kind of talking a little bit about the book that Jonathan um, um, wrote, um, Don't Burn Out, Burn Bright. Um, 
and that was about it. <laughs> like I said, we just got started. So um, <clears throat> I know you said you wanted to be on here last time, Tim, so I'm glad you're here. Um, yeah, I, I do have a, a hard cutoff at 3 o'clock, though. Uh, I have another meeting at 3 oh, uh, you're that fine. I got to get on. But I am more than welcome to join and hang out for a few minutes and just kind of whatever. Works. At a hard stop. Yeah, hard <laughs> stop. Hard stop at 3. That's, that's the... That's the business talk. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I was just saying, Tim. I, 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 for some reason, I just updated my computer, and now I'm, I'm having issues with connecting my, my, uh, my software. Um. So I had things I wanted to share, but they're they're not connected. So I'm, I'm just, I mean, this works, um, but kind of stinks because I, I had things lined up but um yeah um i wanted to uh kind of rehash i guess what we talked about last time just uh um the whole um imperfect leadership and everything happy and, veterans day by the way yes yes who's a veteran. happy veterans day um I don't think we have enough holidays for our veterans, to be honest with you. Um, we've got the 4th of July, Memorial Day, Labor Day, Veterans Day. <laughs> I, absolutely. Jonathan, yeah, did you serve? I didn't. My dad was in the Navy. so. Okay. Um, so uh, did you do a lot of traveling? Well, as missionaries, we did a lot of traveling. So he was okay. in the Navy before I was born and got out, and then we went. We were missionaries. So that's when, the, when I experienced all the travel. So Yeah. Okay. How did, how did you like that? All the traveling. Did, did it feel? Did, did you feel like you missed out on a lot, or or did you feel like you actually experienced a lot more as a child growing up? I feel like than your peers. Yeah, I feel like living out of the country was a different experience for sure. Um, there's this thing yeah. called being a third culture kid, where you like are not American, but you're not from the other country that you were living. And a lot of military right. people, or a lot of sorry, military kids experience that being a third culture kid. Uh, my wife is one because her parents were immigrants. Okay. Uh, so she's first generation uh, American, and so like we really had a, a lot on that. But, like especially missionary kids have a weird, a weird thing, like where we like are used to like staying at, pe- at people's houses that we don't even know, and like oh. that being a normal experience for us, and uh, just the different perspective on the world that you get when you've lived out of the country. And so I, I went from Guatemala City, which is you know a massive metropolitan area so then I, I went to like a tiny 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 town in her uh, outside of like Kerrville Texas is like tiny this was outside of Kerrville Texas it was like a ranch ranch city a ranch town uh and that's where I went to middle school and it was like a culture shock to the extreme is that what you call home um Texas yeah Texas yes not okay this place Ingram that was uh okay. that, was a, that was a desert period of my life but it was just a a culture shock because like yeah i'm sure having a pretty broad perspective on the world to then like you know just like where like there's not a walmart there's and that's where you hang out you drive 30 minutes to go to the walmart and hang out there and that's like that's your nightly or your week your weekend activity and it's just a a thing yeah i i always find it interesting talking to people from from other cultures uh and and like having somebody who is stateside you know that is the american quote unquote but like you know uh just kind of just kind of like 
I don't know, maybe like a pulse check, I guess, just kind of see like, you know, like how, how was things for you? Because like, I feel like I've had the more traditional childhood, uh, kind of inner sitting, suburban, suburban life, you know, I kind of was a, a little bit of both. Um, but like, like, I feel like I can't relate, but then like, I try to empathize because it's like, man, like, I don't yeah. know what that kind of lifestyle was like. I'm like trying to like grow up in, in that kind of uh, uh, environment, like always. Always, and then also like, like even now, like today, like I could imagine doing that today because like it feels like, yeah, again, I could be totally wrong, but like it feels like everybody hates America, for what for I'm sure they have their reasons. Um, I don't think they do. I, I feel like I feel like I don't. It doesn't affect me. It doesn't impact me whatsoever. <laughs> like I mean, I'm my. It doesn't change my life in any way. But, yeah. But like you know, if you go to if you go to social media, if you go to like anything, Reddit. TikTok, Facebook, whatever, like, see, like you get that impression that like people hate America because of, for whatever reason, but yet you still get the impression that everybody's trying to come to America to uh, be free from, you know, whatever oppression that their government is also putting on them. So it's like, you, you kind of yeah. get a, a, you kind of get both. So to kind of like hear from somebody else who's, who's kind of lived through that and kind of grew up in that and kind of like doing the missionary, like, I mean, I commend you. I mean, I, I know, I know Ryan's been on a couple of missionary trips. I, yeah. I have not. Um, I mean, I think that would be awesome to be able to, tr to 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 experience that and like to go, like, see other people who are maybe not as fortunate or maybe like who need help and just to be able to help out. So it's like uh, anytime we ever have like a like like, like a mission offering or, or some kind of mission, uh, uh, we we do our the, the church I go to does have. Uh, I don't know if they still do, but we had several members that were uh, missionaries that were like gone and you only see them like once or twice a year that we come in and they would report out on like some of the work that they were doing and like some of the the the, the impact they were making in, in the community that they were living in and it was like wow this is really awesome like what can i do <laughs> like yeah. even if it's just giving like a, a, a you know a little bit of money like i mean if, if anything helps you know i mean uh like like time or like it doesn't have to be money it could just be time it could just be time and sacrifice honestly Still, money money is the thing that like is the most valuable because that's what like it's yeah. funny i was talking about this on uh my instagram they were they were saying like because there's this sort of movement that like people are worried that like short-term missions are actually hurting the field because like you know we like we go over there we get our pictures with the orphans and then we build an orphanage 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 so we take that like that work away from locals and then you kind of go in and then you leave and like there's no like there's nothing else that you offer, right? Like, so like there's some just, kind of sustainability to kind of keep yeah. that, that work moving, right? But the really, the, the number one valuable thing about short-term missions is that it changes people's perspectives. So if I go on a short-term mission, I'm more likely to give money. I'm more likely to uh, pray for the, the missionaries that are there, like right. in the field doing the work. So there is value in short-term missions, but it's usually in the form of dollars that are given after the fact. It's just, I, I guess... Um... And, and, and Ryan can probably relate to this too. Like growing up, we, we heard a lot about money and, and there's a lot of people who don't attend church. Like, I mean, my, my father included, like, I mean, my dad doesn't go to church. He never has. Uh, I mean, he was raised in church, but he doesn't. Um, so I like kind of skipped a generation, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but like the, the whole negative connotation, like the church needs more money, needs more money. God needs your money. God needs your money. Like, God doesn't need our money. Like, we we need the money like let's say we need the resources to be able to do what we do to minister and reach out to other people so it's like i don't know i always i like now that i'm older i kind of realize that but like if you don't know anything about church and like you're trying to talk to people about church it's like and that's all you ever hear is like you know 
God is all powerful, all omnipotent, omnipresent. It's like, but he needs your money. Like, I, I always think of that, 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 that George Carlin skit where he was making fun of God, like in the church. And it's like, yeah, it's funny, but like, it's not true. But at the same, but like, it's like, <laughs> you know, I kind of feel like it's like, it's spreading more disinformation about the church and like, like what, what it is that we really should be focusing on. And, uh, um, but I mean, Hey, like I, I, I actually testified it at my church uh, probably like a month or so ago. And I, and I like the pastor didn't even know, like, and I, and, and I, I got to thank him for just having enough, uh, um, I forget, like trust in me to not like get up there and say something that I shouldn't say, you know, or, like, you know, you know, he's, he's, you know, he, cause he's got the, he kind of gets the final saying who gets to, gets to hold the microphone, you know? So like, but like, just to be able to like say like, listen, like, you like coming to you like coming to church here, like would you like to be warm in the winter? Would you like to be cold in the summer? Like, you know, it costs money to run a church. It's just like your household bills, like you know. And I don't even know how we got on this 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 topic, but it was just like you know, it's just I don't mean to take us down this rabbit hole, but like I mean that's that's kind of like how I feel about it. It's like it's like hey, it's it's just like running a family. It's just like running out your own house. Like you got bills to pay. Like somebody's got to pay the bills. Somebody's got to pay you know make make those payments. It's not just Coming. It's a business. From nowhere. I mean, yeah, it is. I mean, I mean it is. It is. In a, in a sense, it is. Yeah. Well, the but idea yeah. is if I'm if I'm working. So I mean, my dad. This is an example of my dad, right? Like my dad, he runs this. I think it's like one of like the top largest missions agencies in the world, right? And like he raises his own support, so people pay him to be a president of his organization. Um, and it seems like, well, why, why wouldn't the organization just pay him? Well, first of all, that like all the money goes to the missionaries, right? Which is very different, but then, uh, so then, okay, well then why doesn't he work? Why doesn't he have another job while he does this? But if he's doing that other job, the 40 hours a week, then he can't run this organization. So that's a lot of it too, is just the idea that like, if you're working to make money, which we do work to make money, uh, you're not gonna be able to do the things in ministry and people aren't going to pay you to go visit them at the hospital. I'm not going to like, Hey pastor, here's 10 bucks. Thanks for coming to visit me. Right? Like. This doesn't happen, so there is an element of like, yeah, we need to raise the money so that we can actually do the work. Right, right. It, that's crazy. We, we were Tim and I were kind of talking about this on the last one about um, um, the like back in the day, you'd have pastors that did work a job. They would work at Ford all day, like especially here in Cleveland. I know a lot of them, the old school pastor. They would work a full time job and then pastor. I don't even know how they did that. How, how do you even? Yeah. Um, that kind of goes towards uh, one of my notes here when we, you were talking in your book about um, like shifting your attention on different things and how hard it is to focus on different like one th- you're working, but then you're also probably taking calls from from people who are in the hospital or whatever, and you got to go visit them yeah. right after work instead of going home. And I couldn't imagine that. I mean, that's that, that my my grandfather actually that was what he he was. He was a he worked at GM and then he was a pastor on Sundays and. Uh, uh, for years and years, for like 30 years. And uh, now yeah. you got more pastors that are just focusing on pastoring um, um, that career, and um, uh, which is also kind of weird. Like, I, I've, I've noticed that. Like, like there's been times yeah. where, like, I'm not a pastor, but because I follow this kind of stuff so much, I'll, I'll be on Instagram, and an ad will go go through, like, my stories, and, and it'll be an ad that'll say, are you a pastor looking for a side gig? <laughs> like, no, but uh, I see what y'all are doing. And I'm just go to the next one, and it's like, I mean, whatever. I I know some pastors that also they'll they'll go preach somewhere or do missions somewhere, and then they they don't take any money from it, or they or they'll get paid and they just send the check right back. Um, 
Um, sorry, I, w- I didn't catch all that you guys were talking about, but it looks like he's back. <laughs> uh, sorry, yeah, I, I just had to talk to my coworker for a minute. We had to get off our call. We're, we're waiting. I'm, st- I'm still new at this job, and uh, it's like my week five. And so I got tasked with being the uh, taskmaster, or so, so to speak. So uh, it's been kind of a crazy week. But, yeah, we were waiting to see our trainer was supposed to come on, but he, he must be busy. So, um, yeah, you, you guys still have me till three. One less, one less person talking in my ear, so we're good. <laughs> eh. No, you're holding it down. I appreciate it because uh, <laughs> I, I, I started this thing late. I, man, I, I was trying to get stuff done. It's actually a, a semi-nice day here in Cleveland. We're, we're, uh, oh, yeah. Um, I don't know how. What's the weather like there, John? <laughs> it's always a great co- podcast conversation. But, no, it's nice. It's uh, it just got cooler, so it's below seventy. Um, what? Uh, feeling good. <laughs> below yeah. seventy. I don't think it's been above seventy for like dude. weeks. It's I, it's, like it was like eight, it was like eighty-five two days ago. So, oh jeez, uh, my brother's in Florida right now, and he's like, it's eighty degrees. He's getting a tan right now. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. There've been, yeah. been a few times I'm like hanging out in the hammock in my shorts for Christmas, and it's a oh, it's definitely a different situation in Texas. Stop it, man. Stop it. I'm I'm ashy over here, man. It, I'm so dry <laughs> from the cold air. I'm not even kidding, man. It, it's it's awful. It's it's. I think last time I talked to you it was already hitting like 50s, 40s, and it is it is uh we so here in like Cleveland we get hit man this glare uh we get hit with like bad weather every other winter. So like last winter was was it was pretty mild, right, Tim? I think next this winter yeah. is gonna be is gonna be terrible. I mean, we're gonna have like four oh, feet of snow. El Nino, dude. It's Spanish for the Nino. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was that John, from? What movie was that from? Was that? Um, oh, that's that's Chris Farley from Saturday Night Live. Okay, all right. He was talking about. He was like, "I am El Nino," <laughs> which is Spanish for. The Nino. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> so, John, uh, tell us about your book, man. Um, I, I'm, I, I got to be honest, I'm not really a book reader, but like, uh, I'm assuming that you do have like, uh, like an audiobook of it on Spotify or something. Like, can we also listen to it, or is it just just hard hardcover, hard paperback? Yeah, I'm not sure if Spotify has it, but I know Audible, which is who okay. a lot of people use for their audiobook um, purchases. It's on there. Uh, but yeah, so basically. Here's the problem is burnout has been a massive issue for people who work at church, for people who volunteer at church, people who any um, pastor at church, pretty much anyone, but also anyone yeah. in general, but especially in a church, right? This was before COVID. Then COVID hit and now suddenly you make a decision and more than half of your people are mad at you, no matter what decision it was, right? Like whether you made a mask decision for masks, against masks for closing, for opening, whatever. Yep. Uh, you you pretty much pissed off over half of your congregation, no matter what decision you made, because it was impossible. It's an impossible situation. So yep. we had this massive increase in pastors burning out. And a lot of, a lot. the weird thing is a lot of pastors, like, you know, they, they weathered the storm of COVID for two years and just now they're burning out because now they're maybe in a healthy place, but like the the damage had been taken on their soul. The damage had had done its work on their soul. So we have a massive epidemic of people working in churches that are burning out right now. And me and my co-writer didn't want that to be the case. Uh, so we think it's possible to work in a church, volunteer in a church and not burn out. So we wanted to help people do that. So we kind of identified 10 areas of health 
that are necessary if you're wanting to not burn out, but actually burn bright. So yeah, that's the, that's kind of the premise of the book. Okay. And I'm, I'm assuming you go like, those are your, uh, you go over those 10 areas and, uh, like you, like, is this a book that, that you would, um, encourage, uh, maybe leaders to in like ministry leaders to go through for themselves and then maybe even, um, go through with like their team or like their other, other, uh, parishioners in the church or whatever that, that kind of like share that, that knowledge and maybe like fine tune it for their own, uh, people and, and their own, their own setting. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think this should be required reading for anyone getting involved in, in ministry. Like and that was kind of what, what we wanted to write it for is just like the idea that it's possible to survive, but if you do, like, the kind of the default, unfortunately, if you don't do the things is that you're going to burn out. Like that's sort of yeah. the default, unfortunately. So yeah. um, it doesn't need to be that way though. Uh, it's not inevitable, but it, it is inevitable. Unfortunately, if you don't like do the work and if you don't know what you need to focus on and what you need to change. Um, so yeah, it's definitely something I think probably needs to be even more adopted than it already has been, which it, it just recently got like a bestseller status, which is cool. Nice. Um, so people are, are grabbing the book, which is good. Thanks. Yeah. So they are grabbing cool. the book, but um, that doesn't hit everyone. I'd love to hit everyone if possible. So yeah. So my, my previous job was uh, education. And you see, I, I actually just threw this on. Uh, uh, it was like a nice, nice way color to shirt. <laughs> yeah. It was a nice color shirt. Um, but uh, I, I did work for Cleveland schools and that was absolutely, uh, it, it, it for me, it feels like it's a ministry, but in a different way. I mean, it, it, it is not the yeah. church, but but you're still reaching out to students. You're still changing lives. You're still trying to uh, uh, make the best of, 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 of a bad situation, you know. You're helping, and, uh, you're helping people who maybe don't want to be helped, which is a lot. That, of that, and that's, that's always. That's ministry that's, thing. Yeah. That is always. And now I'm in healthcare, which it's kind of also the same thing. Similar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but even in both roles, like I'm not like directly working with students. I wasn't. Oh, I wasn't directly working with students, but uh, and I'm also not directly working with patients. However, um, you know, it's still, um, I'm sorry, one moment I am getting a phone call, send that to voicemail, sorry. Um, uh, but like, I, I feel like uh, that was definitely something that we were battling with uh, middle of COVID was principals just getting burned out. And yeah. it's like, we gave them so much stuff to do and like me being in a more of a support role and supporting principals and like, cause I mean, I, I, my boss was also the principal's boss. So like we both reported, but like when I go out to schools and I like work with principals, like I'm, I'm there on his behalf. Uh, so it was like more or less like, uh, uh, I'm not their boss, but you know, like, Hey, what do you need? Like, what can I do? You're now? a representative what, what, of their boss. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so like, I, I've definitely seen that a lot. Um, I can't say I really seen that so much in, in my local church that I attend, um, but we're also not a very uh, uh, we're not a very big church. Like like there's a lot of older people at our church. Um, we don't have a lot of young people. There's not a lot of people my age group, uh, which, which is something that I'd like to change. It's something I would like to see like different. Like even like even, even our youth group. Like we have a youth, or we have a teens class, we have a youth group, but like I never see them. I never see. I see them on Sunday mornings, maybe if we have like breakfast with Santa or something, or like some kind of special event or something. But like it's definitely something that like it it it's concerning because like 
I have a I have a teenager. I have a fifteen year old. Uh, my girlfriend has a fourteen year old, and you know they're 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 friends. Um, but like I also have three other little ones that are growing up, and like there's there is a, quite a few little kids. But even at the same time, it's like the 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 Sunday school or the children's church uh, a teacher like like they're kind of older, you know, like they're not they're yeah. not like um, they're just there to kind of like. I hate to say it, but like more or less a babysit. Exactly. Hey guys, (laughs) hate to cut you off here. I've completely lost audio, so I don't know what you're saying or anything. I don't know if you can hear me, but um, something weird happened. That's why I've just been, yeah. So keep going. I'm recording. I just can't hear you guys for some reason. I I don't understand why, but I'll I'll get to it. So, (laughs) sorry. I, I don't know what happened. Even though I sort of still feel those feelings, I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to act like I've forgiven you. So is that hypocrisy? No, it's just doing what's right. I mean, it's the same right. thing. You know, you talk you talk about like a Starbucks barista. Like uh, they're not feeling so happy in the mornings when they're like, "Hey, welcome to Starbucks. Can I get you a latte?" You know, like they're not feeling that. But like it's this emotional yeah. labor thing where like I'm doing what is right to do in this role, right? So I mean, you have pastors that like. They're not always feeling good. They're not always feeling inspired, but their job is to encourage you toward Jesus. And if they're not necessarily feeling like they're like hitting on all cylinders in their life, like what are they just like, sorry guys, I got nothing for you. I, you know, yelled at my wife this week. So I got nothing like what, like, so there's this, we have this expectation that like, just because people look good in public means that they have to be perfect. Right. And it's, it's not hypocrisy. It's just being obedient. So there's a reality to that. Yeah, and I, I, I feel like the culture, though, um, because even people who are in a ministry, I mean, like, we look at celebrities, and it's the same thing, like, like, an expectation when, of perfection. when they have, like, dirt in their life, like, that's all people can talk about, and it's like, it's all, yeah. like, and we like it. it, and we love it, yeah, it's, yeah. it's part of the drama. Um, well, that's like, what we were talking before about, like, the, the term celebrity pastor, like, First of all, celebrity, yeah, a ton of drama. But a pastor, celebrity, put put those two yeah. together, like what? Like I couldn't imagine. I I couldn't even imagine that. Wow. Yeah, I was talking to someone yesterday because, like, in a very small space, if people hear my name, they're like, "Oh, you're Jonathan." They know who I am in a very like. If you work, if you work at a modern church, you maybe know who I am, right? So like. He's like, what's it like to be a celebrity? I'm like, I don't, that's not a celebrity. And I'm like, that's as far as I'm willing to go because I see what real celebrities go through where like you can't, you know, if you, again, you just got into an argument with your spouse and you're having to walk and like people are taking your picture. Like, of course you're going to yell at a paparazzi because like you just are in this really tense environment with your spouse and you're trying to work things out and people are snapping pictures of you and waiting for you to look horrible. Like it's, it's horrible. It just in general, like the celebrity culture of America is just so toxic. And I play into it because I'm interested in like, you know, my pet celebrities or whatever that I'm like, I wonder what they're up to, right? Like, but it's, it's, it's something that we've created. So of course, a pastor is going to become a celebrity pastor. They don't necessarily even want it, but we make them celebrities because that's what we want. We want from people. We want someone we can think is famous and we can dissect every part of their lives. Yeah, it goes it goes back to the beginning of every I mean I mean everything. I mean <clears throat> excuse me. Like um I mean it's just the whole idea of having even even the president just just someone who's the face of 
of something. It's it's yeah. not always the best. Um, um, uh, By my dogs solution, crazy. you know. It's. I I did want to talk about since we're kind of talking about pastors and whatnot, and I I'm really bummed that I don't have this uploaded and, but I'm gonna. It's going to be posted on the episode, but you guys you guys can't see it. But there was this, actually this – and it kind of goes back to the, the whole uh, thing in your book when you're talking about, um, you know, um, um, just living uh, – imposter syndrome and uh, living uh, – shifting your, your, your attention from one thing to another. Man, I'm really bummed you guys can't see this. <laughs> but there was this pastor in Alabama. Uh, his name was Bubba Copeland, and he um, – I don't know if you heard about this. It was just in the news. He had a, a alter ego. Um, well, first of all, he he was a pastor, and then he was also a um, the mayor of this small town in in um, in Alabama, and kind of just remind me of the whole uh, idea of just not really focusing on one thing and you split. Uh, look, I even know guys like this who who are pastors and they ran for mayor and, and attempted to do multiple things. I I, I don't understand that. Um, you, you, that's, yeah. that's, Jerry Stein. that uh, they're, uh, they're, uh, Jerry Springer. You're talking about Jerry Springer. <laughs> yeah. No, not him. I don't think he was a pastor. At least I hope not. But, um, he has his own talk show. That's good. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> well, this guy, he, um, uh, basically there was like a conservative blog group that outed him about it. They found out about it. He, he was cross-dressing. He went by the alter ego named Brittany Blair Summerlin. Um, I wish I could share the photos. I'm sharing them on here, but, uh, uh, yeah, um, uh, here he is with, uh, President Trump. Um, and then, uh, I gotta say, I know you guys can see, but he's kind of not a bad looking woman. I gotta say, he, he, he's a better looking guy than a, a, I mean, woman than a guy. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> well, anyways, the guy, um, he got pulled over by the police I don't know if it was for speeding or what, but this this blog, conservative blog, outed him on it, and uh, he killed himself. I guess oh, shot himself what? right right in the yeah because of uh, the embarrassment, uh, you know. And I guess the the pastor, I mean the church members, they've they've shown nothing but sympathy, and um, they have a memorial in front of uh, the church. Um, but yeah. Pretty sad. Um, it, it just goes to show you, like, uh, and, and I'm not trying to be preacher or anything. Whatever. He he actually claims that this was just a, oh this was just a hobby of mine. This was just something that I do in my free time. <laughs> I don't know. The, uh, even if even even if so, I mean, the dudes, you're a mayor, you're a pastor, and you're doing this side thing on OnlyFans as a, a, a you know, uh, text me. I'm Brittany Blair. I mean, come on. Um, I, I think what happens is a lot of just weird stuff starts happening when when you're when your attention is that divided, you, you you start maybe thinking you can do anything. I don't know. I, I don't know what yeah. it, I don't know what the mentality there is uh, personally, but uh, um, yeah, that that's what happens with a lot of these guys that have. There's been pastors that commit suicide. I mean, yeah. over the past like ten years or so, just because of uh, um, whether it be just. Uh, high demand and performance or or whatever just uh, you're doing like like tim like i don't know what you guys are saying that whole time i was gone but uh talking about like your church like being more of a small church like a lot of these mega churches they're doing like five services or at least they used to 
that's yeah. that's a lot of stress just to have that and and have it be a successful thing each and every like i've been involved like in, trying to make a personal connection with all those people that you have as well like i mean right. imagine that like that's I mean, well, yeah, that doesn't happen. That's the thing. That, no, that's, at all. Not at all. That's, that's which might be a good thing because then, like, I, like, like me and Jonathan were talking, like, you know, then that way you're not. It's not about me. It has nothing to do about me. It has everything to do with him. So it's like we're not, right. we're not pointing or, or guiding people to to a person that that we're trying to worship. Or, but we or are him. really, like, I mean, because there's this real. I mean, you know this because uh, Ryan, we were talking about that. You, you know, you play on on like worship teams and stuff like there's this pressure of the 30 minutes that you're on stage to be perfect right because right. there's a pressure that like our church has to be perfect the message has to be phenomenal the worship has to be phenomenal so there's this intense pressure of that 30 minutes of being perfect and then because you're perfect because there's the pressure to be out well that person's perfect and now we see them again as a celebrity so are we pointing people toward jesus like like ultimately right. if if people are like blown away when a pastor has a moral failure, there's a good chance they weren't pointing them toward Jesus. And it's not necessarily that some pastors are pointing toward themselves. Right. But I think a lot of pastors are try still trying to point toward Jesus. And then, but we see them as Jesus. We see them as we're always willing to look at the, you know, I mean, you see that in the, in the Bible, you have the, I don't know if you're familiar with the story, but like Moses is taking the Israelites, whether you know, your old Testament would be the, the this is the Jewish tradition as well. Moses yeah. taking the Israelites around, like they're following him and he's hearing from God. Anyways, God wants to meet him up on this mountain. So Moses goes away in this mountain and then he, he's gone for a little while. And then he comes back and they're like worshiping already this, worshiping like, idol that they made already yep. because already and like, the thing and we like can how see long though. was he gone? But like, how long was he gone? Like a month? I mean, probably a while. It was, it was maybe a while, but the point is that we're, we're worshiping something we can see. So they were worshiping Moses is really what we know. They were worshiping Moses as he was the proxy right. for God, right? Ooh. And then because they could no longer no, see I Moses, they like, oh, we got no, to see something. Yeah. That's I mean, good. it's a temptation never... of any, like, any physical yeah. thing we want to, like, worship. Mm. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. I've never, I've never, I've never thought of it in that, in that way. That's, that's good. No, that's really good. Jonathan, um, you've, you posted something on your story the other day. I'll go ahead and show it on here. Uh, I don't know what the, the, the meme was from, but it was said, it was just like a, an, an older woman winking <laughs> if you, and, and, oh, yeah. and you said, uh, uh, when you're about to open up to your pastor about your struggles, but remember he signs your checks. <laughs> yeah. and, but that's actually not the one I wanted to read. Sorry. There was another one you posted that said, uh, um, oh crap, it's not here. It was something about, uh, I mean, that was a good one too though. Yeah. Yeah. The one, it was the one about burning out. You said like when, when you're burnt out, but then he, he, uh, he takes recognition oh, of he you. you from stage. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And that is, Again, it's so true, and you're already in this in this position where you're burnt out at both ends, and now uh, uh, you're you're willing to to go even th further because uh, uh, you have such high respect for this person, which is nothing wrong with that. But um, yeah, it's 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 a it's tough because you're like yeah. you could even be considering leaving that day. Like this is my last Sunday, and oh wow, oh they actually noticed me for once. Oh wow. I've been there. I've been there. And I know like last time we talked, yeah. last time we talked, I think I, I had said that I just was transitioning out of my mega church that I had been involved in for the past like several years, seven years. And um, man, I got to say like all that stuff. I think it was very fresh to me when we talked. But since then, I've really had time to like process all that. And like, like man, you're like, you, you remember things that you just kind of like, you, 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 
it's like like okay like the one thing in your book you're you're talking about like someone who's like harshly critical towards another like the difference of differences in being um a critique in in like okay this could be positive i forget exactly what how how you said it and i don't have it up in front of me but but i would be subjected to that type of toxicity and i i remember like um there was one guy <laughs> there was a i remember there was this guy who came in and uh, he was like a new guitar player and he was talking shit about how I played guitar. And I'm like, okay. And like, like literally right in front of me, but, but it wasn't to me. It was right to, it was, it was right to me. It was right to my, my worship leader. He was like, he was like, where do you look, where do you get these guys? He turned to him and said, I'm like, wow. And then he actually like apologized to me after the, after the practice. He's like, Hey, sorry. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I, I know you're, you're just you, whatever. I know. I know how you are, but, but like, that's the type of toxics, dude, I'm telling you, Tim, like, this is the kind of stuff I've been dealing with. This is the stuff I've been talking about for months that, that that's not so present in the smaller church, but more so in the mega church is, um, just, I don't know. I I don't know what it is. I don't know. It's it's just as, it's just as present in smaller churches as well, but there's less people. So it's less. True, true. And the pressure, the pressure is less. So like, you know, like, okay, the the 30 people that are listening to us play our little song, like who cares? So there's not as much ego that can get involved in it. Cause you're like, if you got ego about that, come on, buddy. Like it just looks lame. Right. So you're going to hide it a little bit more, but there's just as much toxicity. It's just a little bit more um, exaggerated in, mega churches and you see it a little bit more because there's more right. people it's yeah but yeah it's still there and and ultimately that guy like it's insecurity right like right he that's always why we do that we put others down so that we can lift ourselves up because we don't feel good about ourselves until we put others down right like so yeah you see the the tumultuous thing that's going on in his heart that he would say something like that to put you down and i just kind of you had to pity people like that a little bit like man i'm, I'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry you're going through that Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is. It is weird. But what's also weird is like people like that would be the people that would be elevated in the church. I always found that weird. Like you're gonna use the like yeah. the most, um, uh, just the biggest bully in the room to, and, and it would happen a lot. And that that was that was one of the main reasons why I had to leave. It wasn't that instance, you know, in particular, but just right. ma- many different reoccurring things like that. And I was like, you know what, I I I, I can't <laughs> I can't keep doing this. But um, uh, Tim, I know you said you had to leave at three o'clock, right? It's it's three. Uh, it actually was pushed back to three thirty, so I got another thirty. Minutes. Okay, <laughs> cool. But yeah. um, but Ryan, I wanted to uh, I, I wanted to bring something back to to, to your uh, memory. I don't know if you remember. Uh, this was a while ago. I think we were talking. Um, that like we were talking about like how like I think you and I were still going to the church uh, to uh, the church we grew up in. And uh, you said something about like being a celebrity, but like, like uh, I, I've always felt like, even in a small church, like we are celebrities even to our local people. Like I know that sounds kind of big and arrogant, but like if you think about it, like if you if you, if as just a normal like a just somebody who's usually just comes to the congregation, and you're always sitting out in in the congregation worshiping, like you're up on stage every week, you're playing an instrument, you're singing. Like you are on the spotlight, like no matter what it is that we're actually doing, like we're worshiping God or not, like, you know, we are in front of other people like performing. And I know you and I talked about this, like, yeah, it is about worship, but we are putting on a performance to some degree. 
um, yeah. what, what, whether in our hearts we're, we're performing unto God or we're performing for the people or a little bit of both because, you know, we want to provide uh, excellent and perfect worship to God and and not be distracting to the people in the congregation. But, like, you know, if, if they see you up there every week to week to week, it's like, oh, yeah, this is our drummer. This is our guitar player. This is our singer. Like, these are the people that we rely on every Sunday morning to to help lead us in worship. Like, we're, like the people in the congregation, they don't pick the songs. Our worship leader does. Like, they pick the songs. Like, you know, the, the people in the congregation, they don't pick what drum fill I'm going to put in or, or what solo you're going to play on guitar. <laughs> like, it, it's whoever's performing. Like, they're the ones that's, like, on stage, the spotlight is on them. So, um, even though we are worshiping God, like, it is a very weird, complex, and humanized form of worship you know and um like i and and even still like i try to i try to make a point i mean there's like uh, far in between like like our pastor was like uh you know hey like this last like hey let's give these worship guys a a rock in the hand our our worship service lasts maybe like 30 minutes like like just the worship you know just the music but i have practiced tonight from 6 30 to 9 or something or 6 30 to 8 so it's like we we practice an hour and a half a week when we can, but we put in our time and our effort. And and I'm not complaining. I'm just saying like, and, and this is like the point that he made too. Is like these guys they sacrifice time to come here, so that way we can have, um, you know, play skillfully and talented unto the Lord. You know, I mean, I feel like we're we're fulfilling scripture when we do that, um, because when we don't practice, the worship sounds awful like it just sounds like everybody's off time everybody's (laughs) off key nobody knows their parts we don't know where we're going and 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 i feel like for me and at least for me personally i feel like that's a distraction i feel like that could be a distraction for others in the congregation that's worshiping because like they're they know the songs we've taught them the songs or the way that we play them so yeah at some point i mean even no matter we may not be like on national television we may not have right written the the next bestseller but, but we are celebrities in our own way. Um, and, you know, I mean, even I want to even for our listeners that listen to the podcast, like, I mean, yeah, I want to read I want to read uh, I want to read something that C.S. Lewis wrote in this uh, The Perfect Church Service. I don't know if this was from a book that he wrote or something. Exist. I want to go to it. I don't think we're going to have a perfect church service until we get to heaven. I don't know. No, it's a good quote. I, I know this quote. It's, it's yeah, hard. it's uh, every church service is a structure of acts and words through which we receive a sacrament, or sacrament, excuse me, or repent, or supplicate, or adore, and it enables us to do these things best. If you like, it works best when, through long familiarity, and we don't have to think about it. So basically, um, yeah, it it really is like you're 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 acting something out. You're 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 performing. You're, you're you're doing something that you've um, rehearsed, um, but you're doing it in front of a congregation. Um, I don't know. Um, I haven't read that quote enough to really understand it, <laughs> but I have seen it before, so I had to look, I had to Google it. Um, but um, just just uh, I haven't read the whole thing. Wow, this is actually really long. I've only seen that first part, but. Um, um yeah, I it, it doesn't matter if it's a small church or a mega church. 
I, I've seen like like our church that we grew up in, Tim and I. It was definitely a smaller Pentecostal church, but I, I want to say we were like medium size. We weren't small, small. It was more like it depends on what city you're in, right? Like in Dallas, right. a small church is a thousand people. In most places, a small church wow. is like eighty people. Right, right. We were definitely more more than. We, we we had probably about a little over 200. If everybody showed up on a Sunday morning, it would be about 200 people, and then you'd be looking for a seat. We'd have chairs lined up on the side in the back of the church for people to sit in if everybody showed up. Yeah, it was a well-respected church in Cleveland and, and near the inner city, and um, uh, which is weird. I, I don't even live in Cleveland. I'm, like, in the suburbs. I don't know how we ever ended up in that church, but we were there forever. 18 years we went there. It's crazy. <laughs> I grew up in that church all the way till I was like, like 20, 23 maybe, but um, um, yeah, that's just another thing. Just the whole um, uh, we talk about this all the time on here about just the whole um, um, the the trauma that we experienced from there. How we did we just like it, like it, dude. it was no I I no longer was going to church to worship. I was going to church because it was my job. And I think that's what kind of burned me out. And this was, yeah, this was definitely like maybe 25-something years ago, 30 years Well, 15. Well, my son's 15. Well, 14 years ago then. But, yeah, it was like, like, why aren't you at church? It's like, uh, my wife just had a baby. Yeah, there was this. Why aren't you at church? Like, uh, I just got married last, like, yesterday or the day last week. Like, I'm like, I'm taking a couple weeks off to take some time off. Like, why aren't you here? Like, I have other things going on. Like they had a very you like be, you need to be here. It's like what? It was why very are you calling me, resting me where I'm at. Like it was very like whether you laugh at the end of the or not, whether you're joking or not, you are literally calling me to check in on me to see where I'm at, what I'm doing. Like why wasn't I there? And it's like well, that's which which is good. That's not a, not a, I gotta say I le- I left my church a couple months ago. Haven't crickets. Haven't heard anything. So. It's good that they were checking yeah. in, yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's well, a silver lining to it. It's why it's why they're checking in. Are they checking in because they need something from you, right? Or they value you as a person, right? And that was it. And dude, they had this like, if you're for you're either for me or against me mentality there, and if you were not one thousand percent in with the church, which you're supposed to be at least behind the vision of the church, but if you weren't like like Tim said, miss one Sunday, oh, you're going to hell. Oh, you you must be bag slut. You must be hiding from God. It was this weird. I don't know what it was. It was almost like cultish. And they also like I got I gotta say like we were we grew up in the Church of God. I don't know if I think we talked about this. You're you were in the Assemblies of God, right? Yeah. So, um, the Church of God is definitely more. I mean, it, it's 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 international, but our church tried to like separate itself from weird. Like they would do weird things from like like where they wouldn't. They wouldn't want to participate in like youth camp and stuff like that, and they actually hated me because I got everyone to go to youth camp in the youth group. Like I brought it up, and like how weird is it to all of their other you know you know friends and within the Church of God to not be sending your church's youth group to youth camp? Like what? What? Why are you trying to make this separate doctrine in your church, even though it's under the blanket of the Church of God? Like it? They they were they were. They were pulling some strings. They were doing things weird because just looking back, it, it, there was just – it was almost like – did you guys see that documentary, oh, Keep Sweet, on, on Netflix? What's it called? <laughs> Keep Sweet. It was about this this church group, but it was really creepy. 
mostly about wasn't it the uh was it the fun fundamentalist uh fundamental um church of jesus christ of latter-day saints the like yeah something like that yeah yeah and yeah. and how i still haven't seen the documentary video thing that you guys are talking about that you guys the, the one uh, docu-series i don't think it was like a, a documentary but it was like uh oh the hillsong documentary probably right yeah, I haven't watched that, and I've been I've been meaning yeah. to, get, to watch that because that sounds really good. It sounds like it's something that I would really enjoy watching. I yeah. get some good entertainment yeah. out of it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's all it's all the same it's all the same story, right? It's someone who maybe has good motives, and they're getting into this, and then they start getting into a survival mentality, or they start getting drunk with their own power because it's the thing. Like power doesn't corrupt; power just like amplifies or already. Yeah. Well, yeah, it just it just makes way for the corruption that's already there. So, I mean, I think about, like, I constantly think about this when I hear about, again, celebrities like you know, like Justin Bieber or everyone is mad at LeBron James or everyone's mad at, you know, all these young people, like, at 24, they do something that everyone thinks is so ridiculously stupid and so irresponsible. And you're like, you're a 24-year-old with millions of dollars at your disposal. Johnny Football. <laughs> everyone, says you're, everyone says you're the <laughs> coolest person in the world. Everyone's saying, yeah, 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 you're awesome. Do whatever you want to do. And then you make a mistake and people are surprised. Like, if I had a million dollars whenever I was an idiot 22-year-old, I would have made the biggest mistakes of my life. Like, I would have done stupid things. Because when you have absolute power, absolute money, it's going to, it's gonna, sorry, expose the, like, idiot, idiot parts of yourself, basically. Yep, yep. Yeah, you get you get these people that are like they're they're leading cults essentially, and they're not necessarily intending to lead a cult, but like now everyone's looking at them saying you're amazing, you can do whatever you want, and they're like, oh, wonder if I should try this. I, I don't know if you follow sports, Jonathan, but uh, uh, so Bron so the Cleveland has a a uh, historically known uh, football team that is uh, the mistake on the lake is what they call us, uh, <laughs> the Cleveland Browns or the Cleveland Clowns. Yeah. But uh, we had, uh, we, we had, we've had, I've looked, just on accident, I looked this up. We have, have actually had three Heisman football trophy winners be our quarterback, and we still have not done much with that at all. Uh, the, our last one, well, not our last one, because that was uh, quite, uh, Mayfield, but Johnny Manziel, perfect example of this. And uh, I used to talk so much smack about Johnny Manziel and, like, what a failure he was and everything. And, like, I used to make jokes with my grandfather because he, he – my grandfather watches college football and like he's like, Oh yeah, he's great, he's gonna be awesome, he's gonna be great. He did nothing. He did nothing and he just kinda like pissed it all away, you know, and like didn't care. It was all about just partying, having fun. I watched the uh, the documentary on Netflix about him and I gotta say I gotta say, you've you seen it? Yeah. It 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 totally changed my opinion and my because because number one, he owns it. He absolutely so straight out. Owns remember, it. remember like, when I said that I, I moved this. back to the U.S. Remember when I said I moved back to the U.S. to Cur to a suburb outside of Kernel, Texas. Yeah, well, Kernel, Texas was the high school where Johnny Manziel played. I, that's, high it sounded football. familiar. It really. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, that's so. There so is some like yeah, yeah. But man, I mean, he like I, I was just talking with this to somebody else that I, I another acquaintance I I don't know. Um, and he said the same thing. He's like he's like I used to say so much stuff about Johnny Manziel. He's like, I watched a documentary. He's like, I kind of respect the man. He's like, yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. definitely threw it away. He definitely had like, a, like an awesome opportunity, but it's like it was just too much, too fast, too young, not enough time to mature, not enough time to just kind of like learn how to be a celebrity, I guess, or like make money or, or whatever it is. Like, you know, uh, just 
wanted to party and have fun. He was still in that college mindset, and uh, he got a shot at, at the at the big leagues and kind of blew it. But, but no, I mean, I, I totally had to respect, you know, the, the fact that, that that you could own your mistakes, and I and I, and I teach my kids this too. Um, I kind of made my own acronym, and I wish it spelled something, but it doesn't. It's an OAC. You got to own it, apologize, and change. When you make a mistake and you messed up, own that you did it. Own it. Yeah, I did it. I messed up. That was my fault. I did that. And apologize. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have did that, and, and I don't know what I was thinking, but this is what I was thinking, or this is my reasoning, whatever it might be. But I'm the blame, and I'm sorry. I shouldn't have did that, and I'm going to do better moving forward. Like, it, it kind of takes – the onus off of anybody else because like nobody like and, and it kind of hushes the haters because like they can't say anything about you because it's like yeah he okay yeah he messed up he knows it and he's doing everything he can to kind or he or she is doing everything they can to make it better and like who am i to sit here and judge and talk crap is like i need to maybe you know work on myself so i don't know how often that they that my kids actually implement that i mean because something there i have such a wide uh, uh age range but uh, I know for me in my life, it's definitely helped me, um, at least personally, because it's like whenever somebody starts talking crap about things that I've done in my life, mistakes, I'm like, okay, yeah, you're right, yeah, and they just shut up because they can't say anything. It's like, yeah, oh, okay, yeah. And yeah, like, when you agree what, with what, your what, accuser, what you say? it removes their ammunition. Yeah, like, what, what are you going to say that I haven't already said and accused, and, and, and yeah, exactly, exactly, accuse myself of that I'm doing because you're absolutely right. I, I did mess up and it's my fault and I shouldn't have did that. So, yeah. Um, it happens. <laughs> Jonathan, I am definitely going to check out your book. Uh, I'm going to, I'm probably going to head off here now because I do have 15 minutes, but I don't want to be like cutting it real close. Um, but man, it was really nice meeting you, dude. Really. I, 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 when I listened to you guys, when you were on last time, I was like, I really want to get on and just kind of chat with this guy a little bit because, uh, uh, you kind of inspired me a little bit. I mean, I'm thank you, thank you for being you. <laughs> thank yeah, you for, for sure. being for being you. I mean, that's that's all we can be, right? Uh, um, but yeah, I'm definitely yep. gonna check out your book. Um, so um, if, if you ever come back on again, I'll let you know what I think, and uh, um, I'll I'll definitely be putting the word out, in, you know, in my channels, or whatever, and try to and, and promote it a little bit more if I can. Um, might be something I could maybe do like a, a book study with with uh, with my own people at church. That'd be cool. Maybe get the yeah, ball rolling. Sure. Some some inspirational uh, reads. So um, there's a leader's guide out there if you want to use it. It's on don'tburnoutburnbright.com. So tap into it. Okay. We'll, yeah. We'll check it out. Yeah, Tim. Thanks for coming on, man. You really saved everything. For sure. Because <laughs> I had no idea what I was gonna do, man. I, I really rely on my on my on my software here, and and, and uh, it failed me. So thank you, thank you for for being on. So not a problem. I'll check you guys later. Thank you so much. You guys have a good one. Have a blessed weekend and uh, take it easy. All right. Yeah. All right. See you, Tim. Later. So, yeah. Yeah, he's a good dude. He uh, he really saves me when I'm uh, on these Friday nights when we go live. And <laughs> and I'll, I'll be at a two energy-wise, just burnt out from working all week. And he, he'll bring me right back to a ten. Just He's just kind of always shot out of a cannon like that, which is uh, helpful. <laughs> when you when you yeah. need uh, a helpful co-host, um, yeah, I, I don't want to hold uh, hold you up too much longer. I know we've been over uh, an hour. Uh, I, I did have have one quick little fun thing uh, I wanted to uh, ask. I don't know why I can't hear myself. Um, but there we go. Uh, I had it turned down. His 
his like mic was way loud. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, um, one thing that I read in an article this week, um, the average person, they say, and I, I, I don't know, and I guess this is anywhere in the world, the average person spends four hours a day on their on their appearance. I don't know. I'm not buying it. Um, yeah. I don't know about you, but I'm certainly not spending that much time. I, I pretty much wake up in the morning and throw myself together and and run out the door. I mean, I don't I don't have time for all that. So, uh, what about you? How how long would would it say for you? Um, uh, getting ready just or not even just getting ready in the morning but just throughout the day your appearance all together considering everything yeah i mean if i'm t- if i'm doing videos i maybe quaff for five for five minutes but uh yeah mm. probably about 15 minutes in the morning i mean if you if you count showering as part of like my appearance then yeah there's probably about 15 minutes plus five from doing a video so right i mean i guess you count haircuts in there i guess those count as appearance i um, guess but a day, a week, every two weeks. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I can't get to that. I could see women, especially women. Maybe if you're a model, or that's your job, or or an actress, or even an actor. I don't know uh, if you're working and you have to be in makeup. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but the average person, I, I, I think I qualify in that, and I, I am. As a man, incredibly average, I would say. Something. Right? Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> man, I spend hardly. I mean, brushing my teeth, um, everything. Is it considered part of appearance, where it's like it's literally just like I, not using your teeth, which I guess is appearance based. But. I guess. I guess down the road it would be. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I guess. Uh, I, I guess if you're bad breath, I would cure that. Um, yeah, all of that all together, four hours a day, and on average. I don't even know. Who knows? You read these things and you're like, "Come on, who who thought of this?" You 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 surveyed like 30 people in LA maybe, and that's why you got a you got yeah. a, a, a response like that. Uh, it's so weird. Or it's a makeup it's a makeup brand that's trying to make sure that you uh, see the importance of their product. Right, right. So yeah, I thought that was just a weird thing that I that I uh, I bet if Tim was still on, he would he he would be about an hour. I know him. He. He takes his time. <laughs> I wish he was still on. I could tease him about it. Uh, but anyways, um, yeah, that and uh, that was pretty much it, man. I, um, I don't want to hold you up again too much longer, but thanks again for being on. Um, uh, yeah, uh, hopefully next time things will run a little little smoother. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I love your book. Uh, I'm going to try and finish that soon. Uh, and it, 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 you know, it, it, If you guys, you know, if you guys are interested, you can. You said it's on Audible. Yeah, it's on Audible, Kindle. It's pretty much anywhere you buy a book, it'll be there. Yeah, I definitely. You guys, uh, please pick up a copy. Support my support my man here, and uh, uh, yeah, thanks again, my man. I, I I just love having you on. You got so much wisdom, and I could tell that you um you know you know what you're talking about, and um it, it's it's good stuff. So um yeah, thanks again, and uh, I hope you have a great evening. And, uh, and and congratulations! Yeah, yeah. I saw that you have a a baby coming uh, on social media. Yes. Congratulations uh, to you! Yeah, that's baby number two. Is that right? Baby number two. Oh, yeah, man. it'll be uh, here soon. So man, you got your hands full over there. So yeah. Um, but dude, yeah, thanks again for coming on, and I, I would love to have you, have you on again soon, my man. Yeah, for sure. 
I'll talk uh, to you later. All right, take care. All right, Bye. all right, Jonathan Mom. Yeah, and uh, I think that's gonna go ahead and uh, throw a ribbon on this episode. Uh, <laughs> huge shout out, Tim. You really saved me there. Uh, complete failure on on my end. I don't know what in the world happened, but um, um, yeah, we're still doing this thing. We're a year in. I mean, we're we're uh, we're we're making strides with this. I I love the virtual, um, uh, the way of doing this through ManyCam. Hopefully we can get the Discord server working. Um, but until then, this seems to be a pretty good, um, pretty good um, alternative. So uh, I will talk to you guys soon. In the meantime, drive safe. <laughs>